I'm gonna be expecting gifts from all my fans now. I mean, fans, yes. What? Welcome to We The Thunder. I am one of your hosts, Shooter from Shooter in the Stash. And I also have with me The Stash. Live from my own house. Where else would you be? I mean, who knows? We're in the thick of it. We're in the thick of it right now. The thick of COVID. Mm. But I don't want to talk. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about COVID, of course, because that's uh, kind of a a hot topic. It's a hot topic right now. Hot topic. I want to get right to our guests. We've got some very special guests. Uh, This episode is going to be mostly about them because I don't have much content to talk about with the lightning. Uh, But we have Joyce and Mike, and they are here repping Sticks of Fire. Hey, Joyce. Hey, Mike. You there? We are here. Let me give you one of these. I don't know. That that gives me, like, superpowers. I don't know if it did anything for you. (laughs) (laughs) So... Sticks of Fire. If anyone doesn't know what Sticks of Fire is, what is you like your, your Sticks of Fire yeah. elevator pitch? I think everybody knows. I mean, everybody at least hears Sticks of Fire, but, but what is Sticks of Fire? Well, we're a supporters group. We started back in 2013, I believe. There was a, a few guys that were all in American Outlaws, which is the um, U.S. soccer supporters group it's a nationwide group and they were all sitting around at the bar and watching a hockey game and they're like well we need to do something like this for the lightning and try and create constant noise like they do at soccer games and not necessarily has to be chanting or singing or anything like that we weren't trying to transfer the soccer culture to hockey we just wanted to be the thunder which is what the team wanted us to be so there was a small group of us and then it slowly added in and if you're a lightning fan then we consider you a member you there's no membership fee there's nothing you special have to do we sell t-shirts that's not a big deal buy them not buy them whatever you like to do um but we try and support the team through social media, through um, fundraising, through just a lot of us. I've, I've not been able to go because I have to be at work at 6 a.m. But during all the playoffs, when they had, you know, when the team, they would go meet the team at the airport and cheer them on or when they leave and that kind of thing. So we go on trips and follow the team and, you know, basically – our lives revolve my life because I'm not married. <laughs> it's all sports all the time. You're so, married to the team. <laughs> I'm married to the team. To yes. The fandom. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> all right. That's awesome. Yeah. And to just, to just add to that a little bit, um, you know, it's definitely open to absolutely everybody. If you're a hockey fan, if you're a Tampa Bay lightning fan, we want you to come out. We want you to be loud. We want you to be energetic. And the team on the ice really does feed off of that. You know, I go back to something that way back at the beginning, you know, one of the founding members um, told me that kind of stuck with me. He's like, I'm tired of sitting up here in the 300 level and hearing pucks hit sticks. It's like, this place is like a library and this team is worthy and, and should be supported, you know, and, and, in a fun, energetic atmosphere. And there's some chance and things that I don't expect everybody to do. And, 
you know, over the years, Joyce can even tell, you know, we've, we've had to make some adjustments. We're towing the line on some, uh, on some chance there for a while. We had to clean, we had to clean some stuff up and that's nothing wrong with that, you know, growing pains and not, you yeah. know, just some complaints here and there, but you know, ultimately we want it to be fun and we want it to be loud, energetic atmosphere for the team. And if you look at something like what Nashville does, you know, that, that whole stadium or arena, uh, chanting right after every goal and that little goalie taunt that they do is just a lot of fun. You know, there's things you can point to around the league. That's what we've been trying to build here since 2013. And that's exciting, uh, especially as a hockey fan that's been here since, you know, early 2000s uh, and just a sports fan in general living in the area. Uh, I remember early on when I moved here going to raise games, uh, trying to kind of have that same thing when the cowbell was becoming a thing. And, a lot of the traditionalists just really quash that real fast. Anytime you're trying to make noise, it was, oh, be quiet, sit down, don't cheer. I even had an usher come tell me one time that I couldn't stand and cheer for my team in the home side of the outfield because there was a Red Sox fan behind me they couldn't see. Uh, later on, I ended up getting free tickets because they realized that it was ridiculous what happened. But I digress. It was, it was a very muted town, a very muted fan base. And I think, you know, since the early 2000s, uh, you guys came around and I really appreciate what you do because that's the kind of fan that I am, especially. I like to be there cheering, making noise, trying to let my team know that I'm there cheering for them. Well, and we need to make sure that the refs know <laughs> that they need to choose correctly when right. they, when, you know, when they're making penalties right. called. Yeah, that's a very important We need response. to help yeah. them because they never seem to get it correct. <laughs> Uh, this takes me back to something I saw the other day. It was like, if we can't go watch these games when the, when the playoffs pick up, how are the refs going to know that they suck? Yeah, exactly. I, I, I feel like they're getting, <laughs> they're, a too high, they're getting a little too high on their horses at least the last couple of months, you know? Feeling a little too good about themselves. They're just going to have to, like, hear that direct feedback from the coaches and, and players, which actually will be really interesting to see kind of how the, that's managed um, when they don't have anyone in the stadium and they've got these mics everywhere and – yeah, like you got to imagine there's there's a lot of bad language going on and uh, I don't think NBC is going to be on board with a lot of that but like they got to have some like I guess a lot of leagues have talked about like pumping in sound like from I mean I think it's crowd. pretty obvious man we just need to go back to NHL 94 fan uh, sound bites and just pipe them over the loudspeaker you know what I mean and just kind That'd of be awesome. like the in studio <laughs> audience you know what I mean like kind of like the laugh track but just do the cheer track from the old school hockey games. It's, it's pretty clear. It's obvious. Let's do that. So how does someone get involved? Like I know, you know, everyone can be considered part of sticks of fire, but you know, say someone wants to get involved. They want to, they want to hang out. They want to get with you guys, maybe not to go to a game this season or the rest of the season, but next season, uh, or, you know, hopefully fingers crossed, maybe we'll be able to do some sort of social distance watch parties uh, downtown or something like that. But how, how do people get involved just to kind of like get into the community and just get more involved with what you guys do, get some of those those uh, chants so they know what to say, whether they're at home or, uh, uh, you know, outside, you know, screaming at their, you know, TV outside. <laughs> I guess you're kind of limited where you can do your chance now. Yeah. Well, I mean, watch parties is definitely something that we wanted to to start pushing more of. And actually we had a, had a really good one for the, that last Boston game that was up there in, uh, in Boston that Saturday before everything kind of shut down and uh, had a pretty good turnout. Saw some new faces out there. So that's really where we want to start. We just want to, we want to boost our community presence a little bit, um, you know, share, share out some events, get people to watch parties all around the Bay area, not necessarily, 
as close to Amelie, you know, we can do something like in Pasco County or over in St. Pete, just to kind of let people know we're around. We're here to watch some hockey come out, uh, you know, say hello to us. If there's a particular chant or something that you don't know that you, you might've heard at a game, like, Hey, what's that one that you guys do that goes like this? You know, we'll sit there. We'll help you out. You know, we want everybody to feel like they can be a part of it. Um, and again, you're not going to know every single one, but if, uh, we can get a couple of those things going arena wide. It would really make a difference, I think. Uh, and Joyce can tell you a lot about some of the other community um, community outreach stuff that we've done in the past. Yeah, we've done some things in the past um, for different things. And there's a couple members that were adopted. So we've done a couple adoption events, given away some um, duffel bags to kids that um, when they move from place to place, they don't have anything to move their stuff in. Um, okay. So... We, we got them some duffel bags. It's through an um, organization, Together We Rise. And then there was another person, mm -hmm. Christine, and her husband, Rob, who are amazing. They, um, whenever we have tailgates, he has a whole grill that he will bring out that he schleps around. He does it at Bucks games and then for Lightning games. He will come out and um, grill all the you know all the food for us it's all free if you want to donate you know a couple bucks for the food you're welcome to but otherwise sticks will um provide that you just bring your own chair and your own drink um but anyway christine took it upon herself to um bring five older foster kids to a to a game and then they ended up the team ended up giving them some vouchers for some merchandise and some food and gave the rest of the family some tickets so they all went as a big group and that was really fun and they awesome. i got to go to a pregame skate and stuff and hang out there was another um yeah with a christine and rob and stuff so and then we've we've done a few other things but we're looking to always expand if anybody we always take suggestions whether that be for fundraiser ideas for things to donate to to, if you think of a chant, let us know. We will try it out and see how it goes. And any any idea, there's there's no bad ideas. Just bring it up, come hang out with us. We're usually, um, during games, we're, because we're in the, the majority of us are in the 300 level. A lot of us are in 307, but they're kind of all over. We're um, on the, the party deck or whatever it's called now. It will forever be the party deck. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the beer garden, Joyce. The yes. beer garden, yes. The Budweiser beer garden. I'm like, no. Very fancy now. There's not supposed to be anything red at Emily. That's all I'm saying. Right. I and I realize Budweiser is red. But I agree. No. So. Yeah, so I know yeah. you guys yeah. out there before or after a game. I think one of the, uh, maybe like maybe two seasons ago, Shooter and I were there. Uh, we cut you guys after one of the games. It was really cool hanging out there on the deck. You, everyone's doing some chants and hanging out, and everyone was super friendly and engaged. And it, you know, yeah, there it's was a really cool a, environment, a, a really cool group of people to just kind of hang out, talk hockey, be around the experience, and you know, just just not be afraid to cheer for your team. And you know, sometimes I think people get caught up in tradition, especially you know, these older sports like hockey and baseball, and they get afraid of you know being vocal and cheering for their team and I like that anybody in this area that is all about just being loud and raucous and letting yeah. your team know you're there to represent and be there for them. And I we've, that. we've I like met a few people. There was, there's this one guy that came down. Um, he's from Edmonton. His name is Marcus. 
um, real nice guy, but he can't stand Calgary or the city of Calgary. So he was a Lightning fan because of the 2004 series. So he's always been a Lightning fan. And he came down, I think, in 2015 for one of the series. Um, and we met him out on the party deck. And then he ended up going to Vegas with us. Like he flew down from Edmonton to Vegas when he found out whenever we, there was a big group of us that went to Vegas. So we, I've met a lot of people through, through sticks of fire, through hockey, through the party deck, <laughs> through, you know, all kinds of stuff. So, and it's, you know, so we can find fans wherever and we'll, we'll talk crap to other fans. Well, not crap, but you know what I mean? Talk trash to fans of other teams. And if you're from that area, we have no problem with that. If we find out that you live in Pinellas park and you have a, rangers jersey on then we're gonna have oh, yeah. <laughs> then, then the that's where the sticks of fire come out <laughs> exactly oh yeah that's yeah. what we that's where we get a lot of our motivation i mean we all know what we have working against us being in tampa and the and the yeah you know the, the people that come from elsewhere and up north and they have their especially the original six you know when detroit's in town in chicago we know that the crowd's gonna pop when those teams score a goal and we just want we bring it even harder for those nights and it's just even more fun on those nights because we want to be louder than them yeah. You know, we want to let them know it's our house. We want to create that home ice advantage because we already know that those those fans are going to bring it. So we just got to be ready to bring it too. Yeah, we were having a tailgate one day. It was during the playoffs and we were playing Detroit. And it, we were packing everything up. We were going to start our march to the match. And um, all of a sudden this car pulls up and we're all getting out of the way to let them get to the parking lot. And Tampa Bay Lightning thing around the – around their tag and then a you know a florida tag the doors open either side two red wings fans gets out oh. and we're like oh no we have to have a talk they ended up walking in with us cheering with us talking trash with us all the way into the arena so you know it's a good time you know sports brings everybody together yeah well right now yeah. it's easy it's right now it's it's not too hard to uh give the red wings fans a break you know, since we're yeah. Them, you know? yeah, unless they get the first had, pick had, in the draft. Had they jumped out as being Boston fans or, you know, Montreal fans, then I, I don't know if I would have been quite so friendly as uh, with Red Wings. Red. <laughs> well, the, you're, all, you're thinking of like Philly fans either. You're thinking of Red Wings fans the last couple years, which are like, you know, dogs with their tails between their legs right now. But wait until they kind of do turn that corner again and, and start to field the team that can win they games, which you know is – now. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, it, it's only a matter yeah, of time until they're they, back in the they playoffs. they have the ownership that, that, that Eisenman had here, you know? I don't know. Yeah. You know. And of course, and with 2020 eyes, being what it is, they've yep. broken the streak against the Lightning finally. Yeah. So. Well, you know, yeah. it's bound to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen anytime as we this year in a asterisk season. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. so we are live on Facebook. We're taking calls. I've got the link on there. If you want to join us, um, you know, jump on and join the conversation. Uh, we got Sticks of Fire here. Uh, talking about everything that they do. I got some some different topics to talk about. You know, the the news that we kind of got last week regarding the Lightning was was not good news. <laughs> we got some news that they got the Rona. Um, oh, I bug. think it was last oh, yeah. I heard was not three the players. Bug. 
they, they got, I think it was three players, a couple of the staff. So basically everything was shut down, but that only lasted five days because yeah. they opened up everything. Uh, well, I shouldn't say everything. They opened up their training facilities on Wednesday. So yesterday. So it seems like they're getting back to things. I don't know if anyone saw the tweet from Stamkos uh, yesterday, or, or maybe it was the day before, it must've been Tuesday. He kind of had the raised eyebrow emoji at somebody, uh, some NHL insider tweeting like, you know, teams can now practice with X amount of players on the ice at the yeah. same time. And I don't know if like, he doesn't even tweet that much. So I was kind of like trying to figure out what that meant. I don't know if you guys saw that. Uh, it's interesting, though, because they did just expand that to, what, 12 players on the ice at a time? So it was six or something like that? Yeah. Uh, it was only a couple of days after. The, and there wasn't just the Lightning either. There was a couple of other teams that had some uh, positive tests. Uh, yeah. Austin Matthews. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure we haven't seen the end of that either. I mean, as, as things right. start to gradually move forward. But I guess – and let me, let me preface this by saying I do not have a medical degree or a science degree. But uh, if this, I mean, if this thing is going to run its course, I guess it's better to have it happen now. Um, you know, when we're still a month or so out from, from the puck dropping. So um, let's, let's go ahead and, and, and treat it when it happens and close down and, and sanitize and quarantine, whatever we got to do. But um, if it's going to happen, I'd rather it happen now than, you know, a week before things are supposed to get, get going on the ice again. Yeah, really good point. And, you know, it gives them a really good chance to kind of figure out how they can really kind of keep everyone safe and, and you know, limit exposure and everything like that. I think the hardest part is probably going to be for the players who really are going to be isolated during this entire playoff run, I, I would I guess. I don't know if they'll, like, have their family come live at that with them in whatever kind of hub cities they are, but um, it, it's certainly going to be an interesting uh, playoffs to watch and and we'll see because it looks like with the timing of everything MLB is the only one that's got a date which is in a month from today July 25th yeah. and from what I understand the NHL is targeting around the same time so is the NBA so we're yeah. starting to get to um, where they're going to be in full training camp here in the next couple weeks and you know as you guys all know because uh, you know most of us are here in Tampa things are looking grim as far as um, you know, we're, we're seeing more of this sickness uh, getting spread around this area than we ever did before. So, you know, I, I just hope they find a way to play the games. Um, but, you know, I kind of feel for the players as far as like, this is totally different for them. Are they going to have to be separated from their families? Well, the, um, how much separation are they going to have to have from each other, even in between with practice and in between games and all that, you know what I mean? Uh, because even it's on the road, be. they're away from their family and stuff, but at least they have each other and they can go out and do those somewhat of regular things. Now they're not even going to be able to go do that. You know? Yeah, I would imagine uh, they're not going to be allowed. Between, like two days in between normally or something. Yeah, they're not going to. I mean, how much are they even going to be able to hang out uh, off the ice if it's not practice or whatever? You know, they probably maybe one guy to a room even instead of having roommates like normal. Who knows what that's going to look like for them, you know? Yeah, and it looks like uh, in the chat, there are five Bruin players on the ice. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> what the that tweet means. the tweet showed, five Bruins players on the ice. That makes sense. So, uh, that's, that's I think that might be reference to a chant, actually. It is. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's – who said that? Let me see if I can see that. I think it's nope. Mia. 
Maya. 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 Hey, Sorry, Maya. Maya. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's in reference to a chant. So basically, um, after a victory, um, you know, either at the arena or even at a watch party, um, we have this really fun chant. It's actually one of my favorites. So it's, it starts off where you, you go, there's five, you know, say Bruins. There's five Bruins players on the ice, and the Tampa Bay Lightning shut them down. It's a big chant. You know, we go round and round clapping, and then we go four, four Bruins players, three all the way down to zero, basically just, you know, eliminating the opponent. It's a really fun chant. There's actually a video of the last one we did at that watch party. I'll have to send it to you guys. Do you, do you have these chants posted anywhere? Like, how do people get a hold of them? I believe that they were posted on um, the YouTube channel a couple years ago, but the leadership has changed, and I don't think they're – I'm sure that you can find them now, but I know that that's one thing that the new leadership were, was going to try and do, was try and get some of them filmed or recorded and put online, either put in the on the Facebook page, tweet them out, do – you know do something with them there's a very select few that are out there on youtube actually yeah um there's not a whole lot but there's there's some there's a few good ones out there on youtube but yeah we definitely want to make that a priority is going into next season just making sure that um we have them all recorded somewhere yeah i think you guys should post them now obviously we can't get together and chant them all and record it but like even if you can post them for if we do get these playoffs underway I would love to hear just uh, in my neighborhood people screaming <laughs> this stuff <laughs> as they're watching these playoff games because I know I, I know I'm gonna try to have my own watch parties. Get those and try. fire chants on TikTok, man! Come on, you know. Yeah, well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we have some what, some what player specific. We have some player specific ones, and Hedman has said yeah. that he really likes his. Yeah. But he's also a you know he's. He's from that soccer ultra fan. You know, he kind of gets all of that. But he's all about it. He loves his. And, you know, we had a few and the players are gone now. So we want to try and retweak them to the new players. But we just haven't been able to kind of figure it out yet. Yeah, it's 2020. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even – even the beginning of this season was just kind of a, it was kind of a strange season because the team was never really, you know, hit their stride until January, you know. And then once we kind of hit stride, everything got shut down. So we'll yeah. give you a break there. I, I do know, I do remember now that you do have some of these posted on YouTube, at least some of the older ones, because I ripped one from YouTube. But, but it was to get you guys in one of our videos. So one of our Stammer Claus videos. Yes, got some I remember Stammer that. Fire folks representing and I had to like have them kind of come in with a chant, of course. So I appreciate uh, you letting me steal from your YouTube. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're open for everyone. Absolutely. So playoffs, you guys don't have any plans yet then for playoffs. Obviously, you know, we can't really promote like, you know, watch parties or anything like that. But are you are you kind of keeping an eye on that to see what your options are? Yeah, we are. As far as I know, we um, I know we had kind of talked about a few different things. But, you know, then they're like, OK, well, now it's only 10 people were like, well, we can't have just 10 people at a watch party, right. you know? So maybe some type of, um, you know, like zoom thing where we're all watching it or we all get on, on a Facebook, um, 
link and just kind of all chat about it. I know that there's some other, um, I think Thunderbolts does that. Mm -hmm. And Thunder Nation, I think, does that online as well, where there's a thread specifically for that game. So everyone just kind of chats on there. Um, so different thing. Yeah. If that's the way we have to do it for a little bit, and it's man, that's yeah. what we got to do. You know, it was looking looking promising for a minute with things starting to reopen again, but you know, now obviously with this this recent spike, it's just there's a lot of unknown right now, and it doesn't really appear that we're going to be able to yeah. do big gatherings for a while. So, um, but yeah, that's that's something to look forward to for next season, and hopefully by then, you know, we're in a much better position around here. Yeah, yeah and and we'll we'll have to keep an eye out because. Um, who knows? I guess, you know, obviously they're going to have to kind of delay the beginning of, of next season. So um, hopefully by then we'll, we'll be able to, you know, get in Amelie, you know, have some watch parties. But for now, we are limited to we're down to six hub cities. We've been saying it since the start. How is it not going to be Las Vegas? <laughs> right. 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 Um, right. Our other. Our other options, I don't know if you guys saw it, it's kind of, they've dwindled it down to six now in the last couple of days. It's Las Vegas, Chicago, LA, Edmonton, Toronto, and Vancouver. I got to think that if it's going to be Las Vegas for the West, mm -hmm. um, and one of the other hubs has to be in the East, you're basically down to Toronto and Chicago then. Yeah. And um, I'm sure- I hope it's not Chicago. Well, I'm sure they want to try to get it in Toronto. That's gotta, yeah, that's I would think be. they're leaning Toronto. Give one to Canada. Yeah, I don't yeah. think their situation's too great right now um, up there with COVID, though. So well, and that uh, would be some kind of uh, like they'd have to get up there quickly to get through quarantine or anything else like that coming from the U.S. to going into Canada too. Because I know, especially right now coming from Florida, even in in the United States, we're on a two week quarantine now in certain places. So getting up across the border, I bet would be something similar situation. So that's something, another th just another thing to have to plan for. That's true. Yeah, I, but I, I could yeah. see them doing like a quick kind of training camp at the beginning of July, right. going up to Toronto and meeting that 14 day buffer. But I also think they might kind of waive that if they know that they're going to be under such a controlled environment anyway. Uh, it well, might and also they get to stretch the rules on, right? Well, and also I was just thinking maybe if the team is already going up up there as a team, they have to quarantine from the rest of the city or everyone else, but they don't necessarily have to quarantine from each other, so they can continue to practice and do those other things within their group. I don't know. Maybe, like you said, maybe they relax it for that type of a situation where oh, you don't have to be in your hotel room or in this building, whatever, like you can at least go about team activity since you all came as a group. And did I see somewhere that Canada was going to lift any ban on any like EU country? Cause I believe that Hedman is still in Sweden or went yeah. back to Sweden. Hedman, what are you doing, buddy? <laughs> we, we need you here. <laughs> we need to stateside. And I don't know if, if any other, players are not in Tampa. I mean, I don't, I heard that somewhere. I don't remember where I don't remember from whom, so I could be wrong, but didn't they say something about that they would waive any of that for specifically for hockey players that need to get back. Y'all obviously didn't hear any of that. I don't know, but yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. If it's one of these things where it's related yeah. to their, their job and they know that it's going to be a controlled environment, then 
I would, I would guess that it would possibly go that way. Yeah. Or I, I hope. I'm, I'm sure they're going to do whatever they can. I, I know that a lot of these sports teams are really, really, really pushing just to to make these these games happen, whether there's yeah. fans or not. So, um, well, and I have heard that they they don't necessarily um, they're not ruling out the possibility of of maybe even doing like a like a Vegas and an Edmonton both West Coast because this is a this is a made for TV playoffs. So. I mean, they can they can realistically have you know a four o'clock puck drop in Vegas for an Eastern Conference game, and then turn around and and have you know the two Western Conference teams play it at you know not or uh, sorry like maybe seven o'clock yeah, Pacific right. time. So yeah, uh, really good point. They're, they're, yeah. yeah, I don't think they're necessarily having to consider one East Coast is what what I've kind of been hearing lately. Yeah. Well, I'm sure Tampa would get That's the one weird. o'clock game. You know it. We would get the one where we're all at work. Unless we're playing Toronto, then we're going to get prime time. (laughs) So what do you guys think of of this format? What's the Sticks of Fire uh, stance on kind of this play-in round and then the Lightning kind of have this round robin to figure out their seeding? Hey, we could get the number one seed uh, in the East. What do you guys think of uh, what they have proposed? That's all you, Mike. I, I I like it. I mean, honestly, it, it's uh, been three months, or, or it'll be four months by the time the games get going against it's anybody played. Yeah. Um, so I think you know if they were to just come out with the seating how it would have been, um, you know, I, I'm not sure I like that plan. Would he come out and you actually have something to play for in those earlier games that, that the Lightning are going to have an opportunity to clinch that that top seed? Uh, yeah. You know, playing against it's uh, Boston, Washington, and and uh, the Flyers, I believe, right? Yeah, Philly. Yeah. So um, yeah. it's it's going to be fun, fun hockey to watch. And and you know, with with everything considered, what we've gone through with this whole thing the last couple months, I, I'm kind of intrigued to see something different. Um, yeah. And I, I like it. So I'm ready. I'm excited for the opportunity to come out and and beat up on some of those teams that I really don't like. You know, as a lightning fan for nigh on 20 years here uh those are three of the teams that i dislike the most so absolutely so uh, it's either going to be really good or we're not going to be very happy one or the other right right (laughs) but either way i'm always happy to see us play those teams so for that to be the round robin that's exciting as a fan at least I think we're due. We're due. We're, we're going to come into this playoffs and we're going to be ready to go. And I, I, I kind of have been warming up to the idea of getting to play Boston once, getting to play Washington, really kind of getting to, to warm up against the best teams because those are the teams that, you know, the, the first round for us should be, uh, you know, I got to be careful with what I say about the first round after what happened last season, right. but it should be a freaking warm up. I said last podcast, uh, I want – I want Columbus. I want the Blue Jackets. Bring it on. They're, they're sure they're a completely different team, but you know I think we got to get over that hurdle. That's going to make everyone feel a lot better. Uh, just kind of beating them and kind of putting to rest those demons. Because there was a, a podcast with John Cooper. This by by now is a couple months ago old, but he kind of admitted like they still kind of had that monkey on their back for the first couple months of the season. He was feeling. Um, and it took him a while to shake that loss. So I think that might accelerate kind of how these guys play on the playoffs. But really, like, I mean, you don't really know what's going to happen. You don't know what these guys have been doing. Killorn's been becoming like a social media star. You know, how, <laughs> how much stick handling is he doing? Can he still skate? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know. Skate? Is he going to keep and, falling off the <laughs> – 
keep keep falling off his chicken legs. Right. Exactly, exactly. And I think, you know, goalies are going to be a key. What goalie has been zeroed in on, you know, whatever it is those crazy goalies do? Um, because you guys know it, like a goalie can win you the Stanley Cup. Yeah. And I think no matter how hot or cold Stamkos is and Cooch and all these guys – uh, I think a lot of it's going to come on down to the shoulders of Vassy. So I hope um, he hasn't just been sitting down on his dock uh, like our video shows. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think the cat's been staying, been staying nimble. Eating lots of herring. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So um, really light on other news, but I did see a really cool article that I liked from a blog. Uh, what was this? Super Bowl SB Nation. Canes country so Carolina Hurricanes blog uh he he basically simulated in AHL 20 the playoffs the overtime and the lightning in the hurricanes ended up playing in the eastern conference finals mm -hmm. and the lightning moved on to the final so we took out his team so I, I kind of enjoyed reading this little article about how we <laughs> defeated them because like that's as close to hockey as i have <laughs> right we'll right. take what we can get now <laughs> it was actually uh I, I was sitting down having lunch with some co-workers yesterday at a restaurant and i to be honest with you guys i, I haven't looked at hockey since uh since everything shut down i didn't watch the uh, Sun Sports replay of the of the 04 series. I, I just haven't been able to bring myself to actually do that. So um, I'm at this restaurant yesterday, and I happen to look up at the TV. It's kind of a sports bar-ish type place. And they're rerunning a uh, – was Nashville versus Anaheim in, in a 2011 playoff series. And I'm, I'm looking up there, and I see hockey, and I'm like, it's been three months since I actually saw hockey. It's like I, I kind of forgot what it looked like. I mean, it was like these guys skating around and checking, and, and I'm like – Wow, it's it's really been three months since I've seen this. It's pretty insane it's to like, think about. It's like an entire regular off season. <laughs> I know. I'm thinking about it again. It's like the the cup would have been awarded already, probably like the two or three weeks ago. Yeah. You know, yeah. If the season would have continued. So, yeah. um, it, it's it's a lot could have happened in that time, and it's just almost surreal to think about where we're at right now. It feels like it, it, we've been in the off season. It feels like a, a new season is about to start, except we're starting that season with the playoffs. And you know what? Like maybe, maybe the NHL innovates, which I think the NHL should do. Maybe they do start the season with a little like tournament. I don't know. Like maybe we take a book out of things that they do in soccer, um, you know, cause they're doing a million different tournaments. Let, that's like sticks of fire style right there. Taking a page out of the soccer. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. But um, maybe maybe it leads to something else. So, I mean, that's that's what I've kind of taken away from all this. You know, it's been a, a rough couple months for everyone, but I really hope it kind of leads to a lot of like cool changes in the future. You know, not just for hockey, but um, for all the different things that we do in our lives. Um, I do have another pretty interesting article. So NHL.com, five questions for the Lightning in the Stanley Cup qualifiers. Uh, I, I've got, they've got five questions. I want you guys to tell me which one you think is the most important one. So first one here is, right, can they avoid the early exit from the playoffs? We all know what happened last year. We already referenced it. So that's one. Two is how healthy is Steven Stamkos? So the blessing in disguise with all of this, we thought when we were only going to be quarantined for two weeks, uh, was Stamkos got injured, had surgery, um, and, and was out for six to eight weeks. But he's been skating for a while now. He's he's 
allegedly healthy, but he also has not played any hockey uh, for a long time. So how is that going to affect the team? Number three is what will they get from Vassy? So you guys know my opinion. To me, that's the one that's going to matter. Four is where do Blake Coleman and Barkley Goodrow fit into the lineup? Like we saw them play, but they only played a handful of games. I don't think either one of them scored a goal. I know I saw... Both of them, I, well, the game I went to, the last game I went to, Coleman was on the doorstep multiple times. Um, so he, he seemed to be fitting in well, but also, you know, hasn't really played with the team, doesn't really know these guys that well. Um, and then finally, interruption. Will the interruption during phase two have a lasting impact? So that interruption ended up being five days, I guess. So I don't know how big you guys think that will be. So again, it's going to come down to, can they avoid the early exit? How healthy is Stamkos? Uh, what will they get out of Vassy? What about how will the new guys fit? And will that interruption during phase two um, have an impact on them? What do you guys think? I'm not really concerned with the early exit. Um, I'm more so concerned with how Stamkos will be when he does get back out there. Right. Um, you know, hopefully it won't take him too long to readjust to, to getting his game back. Um, and I am very, very interested to see um, – this uh, situation with with Goodrow and with Blake Coleman because you're right that neither one of them did actually get a chance to score a goal before everything shut down. Um, and even a guy like Zach Bogosian, I mean, nobody really expected yeah. a whole lot out of him anyway. I, I don't did, think, but, but the guy, I was, I was <laughs> the guy hit a slap shot that must have been 150 miles an hour yeah. in one of those games right before the <laughs> everything shut down. But um, yes. yeah, I'd love to see those two guys get going. Um, I think that's going to be important. You know, we made those trades and. Um, you know, Goodrow and, and Coleman, especially, I, I would love to see those guys get going and, and get hot when this thing, you know, turns back on here next month. So um, I'd probably put that as, as number one. Um, and then, yeah, Vasilevsky's going to have to, you know, I always say a goalie can't necessarily lose a game, but he can damn sure win a game for you. So um, we're going to need to yeah. be able to rely on him in some, in some pretty crucial games, I think. You know, we're going to have to be able to win those two-to-one games where he's just lights out. So. Yeah, I'm with it. And I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Bogosian. Um, fun fact that we learned about him was he's never played a playoff game. So you got to think that's going to light a little fire under him. But also, how much will he play? Because we had another, a, a bunch of other guys injured, yeah, and that's okay, why yeah. we picked him yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. What, what do you think, Joyce? What's, what's kind of that number one, you know, concern for you or number one question going into this? Well, playoff? I'm – I'm glad that Stamkos will be back, but I know that there's there was a lot of players on other teams that had a lot of injured players as well, and they're going to all be back as well. So it's more, are they in playing shape right away? You know, there's going to – it's. I don't want it to be like preseason games in October or September, but I think it's it's a combination of – um, how Vasilevsky is going to play and, you know, how sharp he is. Cause it does take a little bit of time to get into game shape. But then again, just like I was saying, every team is going to have that problem. So it's going to be, who's going to, who's been staying in shape and in game shape the longest or throughout this whole, you know, sit down period during the quarantine Good point. Yeah, yeah. Stash, uh, what do you think? For me, I think it really – when you just kind of, kind of sit there and lay them out, you know, one, two, three, four, five, the one that really sticks out to me the most really is Stammer's health. And and mostly just because I feel like 
there's there's just so many questions around this team and finishing and him and his health and they've just kind of gone hand in hand over the last four or five seasons right when the team gets going he's got these freak and they're freak they really are kind of fluke injuries you know it's not like your typical hockey injury like oh this guy's injury prone or whatever else they they, they just kind of happen and then it ends up derailing the season one way or another and so I think that if you know if the Lightning are going to get back, not just this season, but like I mean, with the asterisk this season, and then it's going to affect next season, you almost feel like to really relieve that pressure and the question about this era of this franchise, they almost have to go back to back cups here. And I think that that really has a lot to do with Stamkos and him staying healthy and really coming out as the leader and being kind of like the mascot in the locker room of being like let's do this for the franchise. Let's do this for Stammer. You know, if Stammer stays healthy, let's let him finally become the leader and lead this team through the adversity that he hasn't really been able to do before because he hasn't been on the ice for it, you know? Right. So that's just, you know, that's kind of what I see because everything else, everyone, everyone's going to have to deal with that. Uh, the goalie, the, the, the stoppage, the adding of guys at the, at the deadline, the lo- losing guys. Like a lot of the teams that are in the playoffs made similar moves and are facing similar things. Uh, the big thing, I think, with the Lightning is, is not just what's happening now with the virus and what happened before. It, it's, it's three or four years here of, you know, going all the way back to 16, 15, 16, of just feeling like this team is right on the verge and then this happens. Oh, this, oh and then this happens. And it's just these, these things that kind of keep piling up. And to me, it's it's on the captain to be able to rise above it this season and really lead his team, kind of the way Ovechkin did a couple of years ago with the Caps and the way that he lit the fire and led him mm-hmm. from the front. You know, I think that's really important for Stamkos to kind of come out and do uh, in this postseason and going into the next season or two. I agree. Keep it Good short points. and simple. Good points. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Lightning. There's, there's no doubt they've, they've had to overcome a lot <laughs> in the last couple of years. So I'm, I'm hoping like this, this obstacle for them is just another thing that, you know, they can hopefully get through and um, this time get over that hump, yeah. because we are, we are running out of time with this team. <laughs> we, we got some major decisions to make uh, that we should be making right now uh, during right. the summer. Yeah. Uh, that are really going to change. Yeah. Um, the team will look a little, di- little different next season. So I think now's well, the time to, to hopefully raise that Hopefully for cup. us killer fans, his doc talk his, uh, and his play on the ice has cemented maybe him getting through uh, this round of salary mad- salary cap madness. Cause, Ooh, know, I don't know. I, mean, I think – I'm just saying. I think he's going to be get so much TV time and it's going to shine gonna a light on him. Valuable and they're going to have and to if, if he really kind of like continues like what he did during the season, during this playoffs, I think like yeah. he becomes a really valuable trading chip. And yeah. just because yeah. the size of that contract and, you know, age has something to do with it. He's a little older than, you know, a guy like um, Sorelli that we have to sign. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I- I'm excited to yeah, see it totally though. I'm, I'm really excited to see like. This guy's played a totally different game. But anyways, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see the coverage that he, he gets because, you yeah. know, you know NBC Sports is going to be oh, all yeah, for over sure. It. They're going to be all over the Doc Cog stuff for sure. Yeah, I think He's definitely a- turned himself into a fan favorite over yeah. the last three months. Yeah. And Sergachev as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I actually had an idea driving home from work that I got to talk to Shooter about for maybe our next uh, Doc Talk video, if you will. So You always have those brilliant ideas when you're driving the truck home. Hey. Long day at work. 
<laughs> All right. So I before I forget, I have to give a shout out to one of my favorite players, uh, an enemy of the Lightning, uh, but he was the fourth African American player. Well, I guess he's not. I think he's Canadian, <laughs> but he's the fourth fourth black player uh, inducted into the NHL Hall of Fame. Jerome Aginla, uh, one of oh, yeah. my most favorite epic hockey moments of all time was when he fought Vinny LeCavier. That should be a statue in front oh, yeah. of Emily Arena. Yeah, that I, I hope statue. it will be someday. I don't know if yeah. you, it makes sense to put a statue. Like you got to bronze Aginla a little bit for that. So I don't know if it makes sense to have him <laughs> <laughs> bronze in front of Amelie. But, you know, that led to our only Stanley Cup so far. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to just give him a shout out because he was definitely a, a, a great player. I loved watching him. And, and like I said, one of my oh, yeah. favorite moments of all time came from uh, that fight with Vinny. And the turning point moment of that 04 series, a lot of people say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Captain to captain. Uh, All right. So I got one more and then I'll get you out of here. What did I see? Okay. So I got, I found a really cool article about like teams and their current rosters and future hall of famers. So let's do it this way. Um, I'm going to give you guys questions as far as who that player, you're going to answer who that player is. So I'm going to ask you, what player, one player on the Lightning right now is the top candidate who can make the Hall of Fame uh, for the NHL? Um, give me one player on the current roster who you think will make it into the NHL Hall of Fame. Sorry, I'm, I'm doing this on the fly. <laughs> no, no worries. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Nikita Kucherov. Okay. All right. Okay. What do you guys think? I got to go with my man, Hetty. I think I think he's pretty much the best lock right now uh, to make it. I would have to go with Hedman as well. If Stamkos has a good postseason and we win the cup, then I would I would change my answer to head to Stamkos. But right yeah. now, yeah, yeah. I think a, a Conn Smythe Trophy could could cement him in the Hall of Fame yes. for sure. Yeah. So yeah. that this article. ESPN.com. So I only put a grain of salt in it with their hockey commentary. Uh, they said the top candidate was Mr. Steven Stamkos. Yeah. 422 goals in 803 games. That is actually yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. Insane. It really is phenomenal. And he'd be way closer to, uh, to Crosby and, uh, and uh, <laughs> I just totally brain farted. I don't know what capitals. Ovechkin. Ovechkin, yeah. If, if he didn't miss about well, almost two full seasons of hockey in the last, what, six years. So, yeah. He'd be a lot closer to them. Yeah. So, all right. So, give me, in your opinion, I know we just kind of said Stammer's name, but you can give him for this one if that's your opinion. But who is up for debate? Like, who's kind of like on the edge that, you know, they, they need that extra couple games? I think, Joyce, you kind of answered it already, right? Yeah, I think if Stamkos wins the cup and does well in the playoffs, he would be a lock. Because with those goals and that number of games and all the injuries. I agree. I think, Stam- I think Stamkos is on the cusp. Um, and, and, you know, the injuries aside, if, if he can cement himself and, and, uh, and put that cup up, maybe even a Conn Smythe, I think, I think he might lock himself in. Um, I just have a good feeling about the longevity of, of what Kucherov is about to do. You know, he's still a young kid. 
Right. Um, and I think those numbers are going to continue to, to continue to pile up over the years. I just have a good feeling about him long term. But yeah, a cup for Stamkos and maybe a couple more awards, and I think he's I think he's solid. Yeah, I, th- I think you know if you talk about we're going hypothetical, then you got to kind of look towards the future, and that's kind of why I went headman first because I still think he's right about halfway in his career, and he's already done so much, uh, and he's just going to keep scoring. He's only I think going to get better, obviously as he goes, uh, and. But when it comes to on the cusp, I kind of think the same way with Vassy is also that guy. If he has another three or four seasons where he's been right now, you know, that's a guy that you're going to be looking at with the cup under his belt and some of the numbers he's already put up in his career. If he can continue to make those numbers, you know, look the same, he's going to be a guy that's going to be talked about in the Hall of Fame too, coming out of oh, the yeah. lightning. So. So it's you know a lot of the guys, and that's that's why it's kind of tough with the Lightning right now, is because while the window is kind of closing on this current roster, I don't see too many of those guys have their window of their careers really closing yet. I think most of these guys still have five or six seasons. It's just are they going to be here? So yeah, so Cap that's the, that's the interesting concept when you talk about who's who's going to be a Hall of Fame guy coming out of the Lightning as the roster stands today. I think that's that's why we all feel such a sense of urgency because Absolutely. to be able to have this conversation right now and, and debate about so many players, even if it's just right. three or four players, right? A lot, not many teams can have this conversation. So yeah. it's like we got to yeah. we got to cash these chips in right now. You know what I mean? It's totally. just it's got to happen. Totally. Yeah, totally. All right, one more category, then we'll wrap it up. Who on the team would you need to have a couple more years? Like you know, maybe it's that second level of. Uh, elite players that we have, uh, but, but who, who needs a couple more years? I think Sergachev. Yeah. He needs that's some more. As a defenseman, you need, what do they say, 300 games? Yeah, six, what, is, what is he at now? That, you know, I think after a couple more seasons, if he can keep that up, and especially with that fight that he had, oh. you know. He's certainly learning how to use his size. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, he was saying – uh, on what was it? Doc talk we were watching, or one of the things he was talking about how he had ne- never even had a fight until he was in the NHL, and it was like two or three seasons in. Yeah, and, uh, that first fight here. So, and ever since then, he's just been looking for a fight, and I think that's only going to take his game to the next level. So, but yeah, a couple more seasons from him, I totally agree. Do we have a clean sweep then, Mike? I completely agree, <laughs> Mikhail Sergachev. <laughs> absolutely. But I don't want to. I want to say definitely an honorable mention and completely in the conversation. Uh, Shooter mentioned him earlier, not Sorelli, because I oh, think yeah. another couple of seasons for Sorelli and that guy is flying under the radar. You know, we talk about point a lot. A couple years ago, we talked about Tyler Johnson. Uh, I don't know if he's been the same since that wrist injury or or what, but. Maybe just the depth is really, I think, more than anything, the depth of this team is what's affecting Tyler Johnson. But uh, Sorelli is that guy that I think, along with Killer, have really came out with bells on this season and really shown some some real flash and promise of what they're capable of when they're playing their very best hockey. Yeah, and it yeah. keeps the other teams on their toes because there's so many lines that, that yep. there's offensive weapons. Yep. can't. You can't defend all four lines. And they're all so different. 
Yeah. When you talk about Sorelli, I mean, that's just a guy that is at 110% every time battling for pucks. I mean, his, his intensity right now, I think, is second to none of anybody on that roster. Yeah, um, I agree. And he's got leadership skills. I mean, he's, he's still so young, man. I mean, you could be talking about a potential future captain on this team, to be honest. So I, Yeah, um, I see him uh, as probably the next guy we're in the sea, really. Wouldn't doubt it at all. Wouldn't yeah. doubt it at all. Yeah, so Sorelli uh, and Sergachev both uh, restricted free agents after this yeah. season. So that's yeah. why we got to make these these tough decisions and you know win that cup uh, this year. Yeah. Um, good answers, guys. Yeah, I I, I really like Sergachev as well, and you know, he's he's an awesome follow on Instagram. Yeah. Also, if you yeah. uh, haven't followed him on there, that's how I found out that the Lightning were were going back into the training facility. Was he? Was, he was posting videos and he's always posting videos with like his cats and stuff. <laughs> like he is the true influencer. Oh, yeah. I think before Killorn started oh, yeah. to, you know, do these doc talk videos, yeah. Yeah. but um, just so to wrap it up with this article uh, up for debate, they picked Victor Hedman. didn't give a really good uh, reason why he's up for debate. He's third in points for defensemen since his, his breakout season in 2012, 2013 season. Mm-hmm. Cause remember when Hedman started that first year was rough, but yeah. NHL defensemen, rookie defensemen tend to not do well. So yeah. um, he's just yeah, gotten better and better seasons. and better. Yeah. For defensemen five to six seasons before they really start even starting to look at their prime or their best hockey. So he's right on schedule and even, it took him a couple years early, but he's actually kind of gotten ahead in that pace too, really. So yeah, that's that's a head scratcher to me if you look at the up for discussion kind of category. Oh, and we have a comment from Debbie, and Debbie, uh, I, I want to have on a, a future show as well. I want to do like an all female version uh, of the podcast to get. Some we call of, that the chicks of fire. <laughs> our lightning ladies joyce you can come back too okay. uh, to join that call we'd like to get everyone's opinion here it's not this isn't a, a man's world this is a woman's world really <laughs> don't we just we say that because our wives are listening uh, I'm, I'm not gonna, <laughs> but, i'm not gonna argue but, that yeah point. please our wives don't listen to us come on <laughs> <laughs> very true uh, <laughs> um so yeah headman for up to for debate and we had two for give them a few years uh they said cooch and vassy so uh, yeah. nobody said Vassy. No, we all forgot about the goalie. But if he, well, we kind of answered up, that ahead of that question because I was saying Vassy another two or three years doing what he's doing, and Mike said the kind of the same thing about Cooch. So early in his career, so I think we're online there. Yeah, with, you know, I mean, it's tough to take, network. right? We got it is. a well, lot. We're lucky. It really we're, is. Got an embarrassment of riches. It, it so really this says Vassy led the league and wins the last three seasons yeah that's tough to do and that that also says you have a really good team around you but he's 25 years old yeah yeah wow. he's so young he's so yeah. young and then said, goalies, and you know goalies usually don't hit their their prime and whatnot until they get close to 30 so i mean yeah for him to already be where he's at at 25 that's why i think you know another two or three years he could be an easy early career lock you know for the mention of the hall of fame he can be playing his way in the last five or six years you know kind of like a bro door if you will yeah i I get a little bit worried about these big goalies like i know that's the trend Mm. with these guys um but i don't know if they have the longevity remember like luongo man luongo's a big guy you know that's true i just always think about like Dwayne rolson when he kind of led us through that Rolling. What was it? 2011 Eastern Conference Final. We kind of yeah. 
rode with him and you know he wasn't a huge guy but he was he was like 40 he was over 40 wasn't he yeah i think that he 2011 was, run right yeah so 40, 41 right yeah goalies can uh can stay can like play a, a little bit longer wine. like a fine wine yeah there's a lot more padding yeah right <laughs> no, that's <laughs> very <content>. true <laughs> i had a question for you guys okay uh-oh so we don't, we don't get questions that often <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just thought about it. I don't know if the owners have anything to I would assume so. But with the way it's going and they're not getting any revenue from ticket sales, there's not getting any revenue from merch or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's going to affect the salary cap next season? I think they've already said like it's not going to go up. So yeah, and that that hurts us big yeah. time. Big time. Yeah yeah so yeah i I hadn't heard that maybe they'll make some some changes to that but that that is definitely going to affect us and and that's why i see one of these bigger contracts and when i say bigger contracts i'm thinking like five million or up uh, per year is is probably going to get moved um but that's that's why you have a gm to figure all that stuff out make those tough decisions i think the good thing is if you make the right moves with you know if you lose a guy like killorn or tyler johnson or even like yanni gord you know just make sure you get something back right <laughs> so we can invest in the future because uh, yeah. we've got to kind of reload well, and, with those and young I, guys you know, the thing about all that too is that we're not in the postseason anymore yet we're in the uh in the off season, we're still kind of in the middle of the postseason. They're trying to figure out just how to play hockey. Yeah, I would, I would think that they have to have some kind of adjustment towards uh, restrictions and things like that with uh, contracts, especially in a shortened uh, negotiation period as well. You know, they have much less time to actually talk about contracts to make these signings, to look at the books and see how it all works. So, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Uh, with whatever shortened a little bit of offseason they have in regards to the salary cap and these contracts and these teams that were really relying on that bump of five to six, maybe even $7 million in revenue. Uh, so, so again, for me, I'm just kind of waiting to see how the season itself wraps up and then where do they go from there with as far as money goes and revenue and sharing and all that. And what can the NHL do as a whole? What can these teams do individually? Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting to see and watch it. Yeah, it will be. I can't wait. Uh, and we're definitely gonna be you know cranking this up a little bit more consistency when we got some games going on. We're like going months between podcasts now, but we're trying Not to quite. keep it alive, Not man. Quite. Not quite. We're trying to Not keep quite. it alive. Um, so sticks of fire. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Joyce, so much for yes. joining us. Uh, this Our has pleasure. been really fun. It's always just nice Great. to take a break from everything going on these days and just be able to yeah. talk about, you know, what we love. So thank you guys Absolutely. for joining. How do, um, what's the best way to get engaged with Sticks of Fire? Like if I want to reach out to you guys. It's um, at Sticks of Fire SG. It's for the supporters group. So it's at Sticks of Fire SG on Twitter. And then we have a group page on Facebook. It's just Sticks of Fire. I believe. Awesome. And then, uh, well, I mean, I guess it's still quarantine or whatnot, but uh, you guys usually do like a meetup and stuff before um, home games and stuff too, right? So yeah, I think we, um, March. Yeah, yeah March. On, the, on the weekends, we try and do it a, more collectively 
Right. Um, during the weekdays, especially since they moved the game time back to seven o'clock, oh, a lot of people are rushing to get there. They can't meet beforehand. Yeah. So you may see a couple of us, you know, out and about. And if you see us at standing at, um, you know, at some, some restaurant, just come up and say, hey, we're fans too. Or like, okay, so, you know, have a seat. Right. That's it, Joyce. Everybody's welcome. If you're a hockey fan, you're part of us, and we want you to join in and uh, just have a good time. So look out for tailgates. Look out for watch parties when that stuff opens up. And, uh, you know, the more the merrier. We can't, can't, ask for, uh, can't ask for too many fans. So come on out. Okay, man. We'll always be uh, doing our best to share the news about uh, Sticks Fire and everything you guys do and bring to the franchise and the fan base, man, for sure. Yeah, and I'll, I'll just kind of add to that to wrap it up. You know, thank you guys for, for doing what you've done for this fan base because we've just seen this fan base grow and grow and grow. And, you know, I think a lot of that has to do with kind of the fandom that you guys bring. And, you know, as soon as you guys started, I was like, what are we at a soccer game here? Like what's going on? And then that kind of started getting the ball rolling and, and we love it. And, uh, you know, that's what we need in this community. We need more people that live here that are cheering for our teams. That's what we're all about. And that's what you guys promote. So we appreciate you guys doing what you do. Thank you for coming on the show and everyone out there. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening. If you like Doc Talk, uh, our version of Doc Talk or Killer's Doc Talk, go uh, go share that with your other Bolts friends. Uh, we do try to post a charity with all of our videos, and we did go ahead and post. Um, we'll, we'll take donations. We don't take the donations, but but we have a link to donations for I believe it's Hillsboro uh, County Schools or what's the organization? Let me make sure I get it right while we're. Uh, on tape here. It is Hillsborough Education Foundation. That's actually the same charity that Killer is doing with Doc Talk, where he's okay. selling the t-shirt. So go buy a t-shirt. It goes to Hillsborough Education Foundation. And if you can donate uh, at the bottom of our video, every dollar I'm sure helps the kids. And uh, we love the kids. Go to children. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So. All right. Well, hopefully next time we are on this podcast, we're talking about who the Lightning are going to play in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, until then, this has been We the Thunder. Don't forget to be, to be the, the thunder. thunder. Go Bolts! Based on uh, Herring under the four. Herring under the what? Apologies to Tyler Johnson. We tried to get you on the show. We just ran out of time again. Um, thanks, guys, again. That was fun.